Coming up on Brothers Ballin' Disasters. We talk about the struggles of the Lakers, the Nets, the LA Rams, and Oklahoma football. Brothers Ballin', coming at you. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Brothers Ballin'. We are brothers. We are ballin' on a Saturday night. Yes, Saturday night ballin'. We are talking about sports. This show, two brothers. We debate about sports. Brother number one, John. Say what's up to the people. How's it going, people? Got a great show for you today. Can't wait to jump into it. And I am Rob. And we are, like I said, uh, coming to you on a Saturday night, Saturday night during the football season. And we're going to talk a little football, but we're going to talk some basketball as well. Uh, so this episode, we wanted to focus on teams that not have hit rock bottom, but are struggling, had high expectations when they got together, but have failed to meet those expectations and are now you can say in a state of flux. Okay, we're talking about four uh, teams, the LA Lakers and the LA Rams. That's, uh, that's um, LA. The Oklahoma Sooners football team and my precious Brooklyn Nets. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go and we'll talk about these teams kind of one by one. First, you know, we'll talk about the lone professional football team, the LA Rams. Mm -hmm. These are the defending Super Bowl champions, okay? A lot of people expected that they would repeat or be a contender to repeat for a, for another title. They brought back their quarterback. They did not bring back Von Miller. They did not bring back Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, they did not bring back Andrew Whitworth. With some key losses that they had. And in addition, and in addition to that, uh, they did, however, add uh, Allen Robinson uh, as a receiver, mm -hmm. uh, what many people thought would be a very big uh, addition. Uh, and, you know, besides that, they really haven't added any other, you know, significant pieces. Um, they ha still have a good defense, still same coach. Like I said, same quarterback. But the Rams are currently three and five. So, John, quickly, what do you think is the biggest reason why the defending Super Bowl champions are two games below 500 as we approach the midpoint of the season? Well, I can tell you from my view, the offense has been sputtering. And to be honest, the defense is not really as dominant. Um, Aaron Donald is mm -hmm. still a generational player, but he is not getting the, I don't feel like he's getting the impact that he was getting before. And I, and looking at the offense and the offensive side of the ball, their offense is very predictable, is very predictable because they don't run the ball well. Their mm -hmm. offensive line, one of the things with their offensive line is their offensive line is built for the pass. It's uh -huh. not built for the run. And the issue that they're running into right now is that teams have 
basically said, we're going to double Cooper Cup and we're going to see what else you could do offensively. And Mm -hmm. because there, because, because there's no run scheme to their offense, their Mm -hmm. offense looks very pedestrian. This is why teams like the 49ers can just run through them and teams that have linebackers that are quick and DBs that are physical Mm-hmm. can mess with them and unfortunately for them they play in a conference where there's a lot of teams that have a lot of physical dbs and fast linebackers in the nfc and so look man i i don't think they're going to make the playoffs um to be honest i don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year um this is going to be disappointing for the organization because really if you look at what they lost they lost von miller which I have to say, because Von Miller was on the team, he made Aaron Donald's job a lot easier mm-hmm. because he could he could maneuver and get in there. Uh, Floyd Leonard Floyd has been a disappointment this season on the defensive end because remember the Bears had let him go, and we thought that he would excel with Von Miller. You know, Von Miller was there, kind of showing him the ropes, and now Von Miller is gone. Mm-hmm. We expected to see Leonard Floyd take a step up, but he's only, he only has one sack in eight games. All right. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's been very pedestrian. So the thing with them is teams have figured them out and there is no like mystery with their offense, uh, which is why they can't score points and their defense really, if you look at their defense, their defense can't really, the, the defense is still good, but um, there are just a lot of issues all over on the team, both on the offensive side of the ball and defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I feel bad for the defense because the defense against the Buccaneers this, this past weekend played very well. They played well enough to win that game. Yeah. And unfortunately, they did not because the offense just couldn't muster enough points. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would say that. And, you know, I think McVay is a little bit too cocky in his own right okay um, which is part of the demise of the organization of the team okay so i think a lot of those points are, are valid points um you know they haven't gotten the production from the receivers the defense has been has been good good enough uh to be better than three and five um i think the tampa bay game that uh you know the last game they played against tampa bay was a good indicator of what's been going on with the rams this season and, you know, they've had the injuries on the offensive line. That's been pretty big. Um, but I think philosophically, okay, why the Rams are struggling now is because they have played big money or big time gambling, okay, with their roster for a while now, okay? And stuff like this will catch up with you. Now, the last time the Rams selected a player in the first round, do you remember when? Because – the Rams selected a, a player in the first round. It's been it, 2017, 2016, 2016. Okay. And guess who they picked in that draft? Who did, who did they pick? Jared Goff, who was no longer the quarterback. Mm. So for the last six years, they have not added any impact players of significance through the draft. You look at, um, you know, Jalen Ramsey, that's a trade. Matthew Stafford, that's a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Allen Robinson, you know, who was a big time player, that's a trade. Cooper Cup was a draft pick, not a first round pick, but a draft pick. Um, it's very, very difficult. 
to win in this league if you do not add premium talent on a consistent basis. It doesn't matter how right, you talented you are. Mm-hmm. So they've traded away draft picks. They've traded away these picks over and over again. And eventually what happens? Yeah, you may have a very good starter, but if somebody gets injured, instead of them being replaced by a first-round pick, they're being replaced by a fourth or fifth-round pick. Okay? So there's I think no that's, depth on the organization. Yeah, there's no depth. There's no depth on this roster, and this was kind of bound to happen. And unless they pivot and try to get some young talent in into the building i don't see a turnaround for the for you know the rams because even on paper you know you have cooper cup you have Allen robinson you have tyler higby who's a good you know pass catching tight end you have matthew Stafford, who's a good quarterback you got cam Akers, who you would presume would be a good valuable running back defensively aaron donald is one of the best defensive linemen in, in the history of the game jalen ramsey is one of the best cover guys in in the uh, history of the game they is have he? players Yes, he is. He, he's been on the downswing. No, Jalen Ramsey is still one of the better cover guys, okay? If you are one-on-one, there's not many guys you're picking other than Jalen Ramsey. I know Sauce Gardner in, uh, mm, sauce, you know, sauce for the swim, Jets. Boy. Yeah, for the Jets has been spectacular as a rookie. But Jalen Ramsey has a size. He's a prototypical cover corner. Physical, has hey, a size, sauce, sauce, has sauce the ability. Sauce is no, small too. Nobody is saying anything about sauce, but Jalen Ramsey is still Jalen Ramsey is still an elite corner in this league. Okay. Okay. Bobby Wagner, you know, he's he's you know sad, still have some in the tank, not a whole lot, but the fact of the matter is they have names. However, if those guys are not available to perform or are not performing at the level that they were at previously you end up with these, with these results where you have no ability. Basically, the Rams, if you take last week's game, they had no ability to really move that ball at all against Tampa. And, again, they should have won. They end up losing because, basically, they could not move the football. So, the Rams, so we're thinking about, I mean, we're still talking about the Rams right now. Let me ask you, do you think at three and five, you've already said that they're not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is there an avenue for them to still be a contender in this league? Not this year. How about next year? Is there? Do you feel as yes. if like this next team, year, next that year, this group next needs year, to go? Yes. Well, no, no, no. I think they need to replace some of the pieces, and I think they need to. Um, I haven't looked at their draft. Um, you know, if they have draft picks and. and you know, in what rounds they do. But I think they need to start building from the ground up, um, possibly taking some of their high, I'm not saying all, but some of the, some of the high talent and make them, you know, available for trade. Oh, if boy. need be. Yeah. Like, like, here's the thing. I like Jalen Ramsey as a player. I, I am starting to see a slight decline in his ability to defend. Right. He, he there's been quite a few lapses this year that I've seen from Jalen Ramsey himself on plays. I think right now his value is high. I think they should think about trading him. Trading him and, and seeing what you get back in return. Mm. Because 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 he is a because he is considered still an elite player. 
Mm-hmm. I think they can trade him for a second and fifth round pick if they made him available in the offseason. Just trade him. Just trade him. Um, but I, like I said, for this year, I don't think they're going to bounce back this year. I think they'll struggle. I don't listen. I don't think that I, I don't think they'll even make it to 10 wins. No, I mean, so, just not like they'd have to go what seven and two along the rest of the season to get to 10 wins. That's yeah, not a big, that's, that's not a happen. big, that's not big. It's not like a hot take to say they're not going to get 10. They're only three and five. Right. So I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to get the 10 wins. Um, and so it's going to, you know, this year is going to be a year for them not making the playoffs. They're going to lose to the, listen, they're going to lose to the 49ers again. Well, they've already, going, they've, already, they've already lost, lost twice. Oh, oh they, they, they played twice already this year? I mean, mm-hmm. they only played once this year. No, okay, they've already so. played, they've already, they've already lost, lost twice. Okay. So, yeah. So it's a wrap. Um, yeah, I just don't feel the team is good this year. There's, there's really, like you said, there really isn't any depth, depth, and um, I just think that they need to make some moves. I mm-hmm. got a feeling Cam Akers will be on the trading block. Well, well, he was in the trading block. No one made a move for him. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I, I so I, think... I got a feeling they're going to move on from him in the off season, and and, mm-hmm. and I would also add Jalen Ramsey in that in that deal, make him available. See what you can get I, for them. I think the issue with them is they play in a division where teams seem to be kind of getting their act together. Seattle is getting its act together. Uh, Seattle is much improved, a lot better um, than a lot of people expected. Seattle's better without Russell Wilson than with him. Yeah, which is interesting. And they drafted um, well. They're running back that they drafted in the yep. NFL. He's very, he's very good. They they have a number of picks that they that they're gonna draw from. I think Seattle is is on a rebuild that's gonna be pretty good, pretty fast. San Francisco is one of the better rosters in the league. Their issue is that they've been injured a lot. A lot of the key players miss games. Oh, uh, availability is a big thing with them. In Arizona, uh, they play. I believe they play Arizona this weekend. The Rams do, and it's gonna be very interesting to see because those are the two teams. One team. You know, the Rams is kind of on the decline. Arizona kind of seems stuck in the middle. Um, talented, but not very productive when it comes to winning football games. I just think that the fact that they really don't have the, the picks, they have struggled to consistently, you know, stay healthy. And they play in a very difficult division with a lot of smart head coaches, a lot of smart front offices that are, are getting their teams in position to be contenders. I don't see any improvement soon, you know, in the next couple of years for the Rams. I see them maybe potentially making the playoffs next season. I don't, I would agree with you. I don't see them making the playoffs this year. This is not a playoff playoff team. While the NFC is not strong, there are enough middling teams, okay, to kind of uh, put a wrench in what the Rams are trying to get done this year. So, uh, so for that team, I still feel that the disaster assessment for the LA Rams is still current. They're still yes. in disaster mode yes. right now. Agreed. All right. So, so uh, we don't talk a lot of college football on this uh, show. However, we are going to talk a little bit about one college football team. And that is the Oklahoma Sooners. Okay. Oklahoma. 
this is a team that won that has won uh, double digit games in seven of the last ten seasons. Stars like Kyler Murray, stars like Baker Mayfield. Um, they have Jalen Hurts. Let's not forget Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yes, Jalen Hurts did um, transfer there after uh, playing at at Alabama. This was one of the elite programs. Now Lincoln Riley left and uh, went to USC and took Oklahoma's quarterback with him, which is a pretty big deal. Caleb Williams, the quarterback mm-hmm. of USC, was a quarterback for Oklahoma last year. Oklahoma this season, okay, is five and five. Mm-hmm. Okay. They haven't lost five games in a season since 2014. Again, I said they've been double-digit wins, okay, double-digit wins for seven of the last ten seasons. They've been to the playoffs a couple times as well. But Oklahoma is five and five. So Mm -hmm. do you believe that the Sooners – or, well, let me ask you this. What do you believe is the main reason why the Sooners all of a sudden have basically fallen off a cliff? Well, they when you look at their when you look at their their um, draft class in terms of the high school students that came, it was down this year. Mm-hmm. A because Lincoln A because Lincoln Riley left, so yeah, that took a hit. They had a couple of kids who decommitted from them after the, you know after the news who had who had committed early to Oklahoma. And then when Lincoln Riley was like, he's he, he's gone, they decommitted and went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the thing about Oklahoma. I just think that this year is just a fluke year for them. This is this is a down year. I expect them to be back next year. Okay. Um yeah, as, Venable, a, as a as a as a as one of the top 10 to 15 teams in the country. Yeah, I would say, I would say I, I would say I would argue and say a top 10 team. Okay. I feel I feel that they'll be a top 10 team. I just think that this year. The shock of, um, you know, to a lot of the recruits who, who had attended, because they had guys, um, I had read somewhere, there was a player who his junior, and, you know, granted, you got to take that with a grain of salt when a, when, a, when a student says he's going to Oklahoma when he's a junior in high school, like he's, mm-hmm. to, you know, he, he's committed to Oklahoma, and okay. then comes in his senior year finds out that Lincoln Riley, you know, is going to be there and it switches and goes and, and goes to Texas instead. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, um, listen, Venable, I think is, is going to be a good coach. He was great under. Um, Dabo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dabo in, in a Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a good coach. I just think that this year was just a rough year for that transition to happen. Mm-hmm. So yes. Um, Will they make a playoff game? I don't think so. I don't think they'll participate in a playoff game. Um, well, I, well, well, I mean, I think they they potentially can go to a ball game. Playoffs have been out of the yeah, question for, for right. weeks. Right. Um, I don't listen. I don't think that I don't think they'll make a bowl game, and I don't think even if they were bowl eligible that they would want to go anyway. <laughs> why? Okay. Why in the world would you make a comment saying they wouldn't want to go to a bowl game? Right. They've they've won five. Like bowl games give you extra time to practice, and obviously, if anything else, if, if anything, they need more practice. <laughs> Listen, I just think it's an off year for them, right? So, I don't think that their issue is long term. You know, 
we're going to be seeing Oklahoma get trounced and beat like beaten by Texas. Well, Texas beat the brakes off of them this year. What, 44? Is it 45 nothing? 49 49 0. Right. So Texas, who is barely right. in the top in the top 25, who's lost like three games this year. Right. Beat them 49 to 0. They lost to West Virginia, a team mm-hmm. who came in under 500 on the season. Okay. Okay. All right. Rough year. I oh, think they'll bounce back. Yeah. I think. Okay. I do believe that this year is a bad year, but I believe that they'll be back as a top 10, top 15 contender next season. Okay. Now, now Brett Venables came in from Clemson as a defensive coordinator. And usually what you want to see is that a coach who comes in his side of the ball is at least functioning properly when he steps right. onto his know, side campus. of the ball. Is, his, his side of the ball is not functioning. Yes. We, no, we get it, Rob. We get it. They've get given it. up 40 plus points. What? Four times, three or four times this year. Yes. Yes. Four, they have that four. Yeah. Four times. They've given up 40 plus points. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be extremely difficult. Oklahoma and Texas are coming to the sec. Um, that is going to be problematic. Now, if you have a guy, you have a coach that is not able to dominate the Big 12 and win games against Big 12 talent, I don't see him lasting too long at Oklahoma. There's no way that you can sustain a viable program in the SEC if if you're not able to handle the teams in the Big 12. Okay? It's going to be extremely difficult. Like, I think the fact that Caleb Williams transferred, it's more, that's, I think that's, a, like you said, it can be a one-off. That was Lincoln Riley's guy. He went over, you know, followed Lincoln yeah. Riley over to USC. Here's, and, and, um, and, 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 and Rob, here's what you got to put in consideration. A lot of these kids came to Oklahoma because of Lincoln Riley, because they know he is an offensive mastermind, and they're going to get showcased well. And so, a lot, and, and, you know, we got to be fair, because, like, talent – Talent left, talent decommitted to Oklahoma because of Lincoln Riley leaving, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just think you got you got to give Venable some time. Um, I think that this year is a fluke year and, and, and that they'll be back. As a top 10 team next year. As a top 10, 15 team next year. I think, they'll, I think they can be ranked next year. I don't see them being a top 10 team. Um, okay. Oklahoma, like their name – like when you go and you have a five loss season like that, I don't see you just flipping it unless there's a quarterback there that can come back. You start playing some defense. I don't see that happening for Oklahoma at all. Uh, I'm concerned that this may be a dead period for Oklahoma. Okay. okay. And uh, at five and five, I don't see them all of a sudden winning 10 games next year. That's not happening. I think Oklahoma now, Long term, their Oklahoma is a big brand. Is it a huge uh, draw that will, I think, draw potentially another coach? I think that may be potentially happen. Uh, will they draw a, a bigger name and that will give them? I'm looking at Matt Rule, uh, who was fired by the Carolina Panthers, who was a really good coach at Baylor uh, when he was in, in, in uh, college. I just don't see Oklahoma turning things around with Brett Venables. I think Brett Venables is a really good uh, defensive coordinator. Don't know if he's the guy that is going to be leading Oklahoma as the head coach. 
Any other okay. words on any other words on Oklahoma? Mm, no. I think I think we can move on Oklahoma. Now, do you want to take a break, or do you want to move on to the the Lakers and the Nets? Uh, um, let's. Let's talk about the Lakers, and then we'll take a break before we talk about the Nets. Okay. All right. You want to take the Lakers first? I think that's one of the bigger dumpster fires. Two and ten worst record in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, as John continues to clip. Clip. Guys, on the podcast, he's clipping his nails on on, on the podcast. I just want to share that with all all, all our fans. What? John is clipping his nails on the podcast. (laughs) You guys can I hear that? I uh, uh do not listen to Robert Zoom. He is a he is a hater. And that was me drinking on the podcast. Now, John, mm-hmm. was I lying when I said you're clipping your nails? Was I lying? I cannot confirm nor deny what you said. Okay. Uh, Thank you very I'm, much for playing. Let's talk a little bit about Los Angeles Lakers. And mm-hmm. like well, like I said. One of the worst uh, offenses in the NBA. Currently worst. two and two and the ten. worst. Yeah, two and ten. Two and ten <laughs> right now. It's falling off the tracks fast and hard to start the season. John, so what are you what, what's your assessment of the Los Angeles Lakers? Okay, let's be hundred percent honest with the Lakers. I'm gonna say this with all that is in me. The Lakers are trash. Okay, mm-hmm. they are a trash team. Yep. They have no three-point shooting and in a league which you have to be able to hit threes cuz mm-hmm. every darn team in this league can hit threes. Yep. You need three-point shooting. They don't have any. They used to rely on their defense. Their defense is porous. Their defense can't stop anybody. LeBron James cannot be the leading scorer and leading rebounder on a team anymore. He has 20 years in the league. Mm-hmm. He needs Anthony David to be 27. Anthony, David. Anthony Davis. Okay. <laughs> he needs him to be because Anthony David is a boxer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, he Joshua needs Anthony. Da- yeah, Joshua. Yeah, whatever his name is. Uh Anthony Davis needs to be a 27 and 13 guy every night. And he's whoa. And, and, whoa. Listen. 27 and 13. He needs That's to be able to give twenty seven thirteen. A lot. Um, Rob, from Anthony, Anthony Davis. Okay. The guy averaged that before. Like he okay, like okay. He's, he's not even right. 30 yet. Okay. Tell me so, he, he can't deliver okay. that. So here's the thing on Anthony Davis. And I think we had this in was this our season three? Season three, the tears, the all-star tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, okay. you, you totally you totally attacked him. I didn't tag him. I said he's not a tier one superstar. Right. He's never been that guy because none of the teams that he's ever led have been title contenders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now he was now, and I think people look at the bubble. Like, yeah, listen, the bubble was a unique situation. Okay. Okay. They there's no home court advantage. There's no road disadvantage. You're there's no travel. Okay, you're getting in a hotel room and basically you're winning an AAU tournament. Now, does it count? Wow, wow. Yeah. You now, said does an AAU it, tournament. Wow. Yeah. Now, does it count? Yeah, it counts. But let's not go ahead and say that the Lakers, who I wholeheartedly believe, if not for the pandemic, those guys would not have won the championship. 
they would Listen, not have won. I can I can agree with you on that. I can okay. I can sit down and agree with you on, in terms of that statement. But Rob, yeah. I do want to share one thing about him. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go back to what I call his best years. 2015, he was mm-hmm. 24 points, 10 rebounds. Okay. 2016, 28 points, 12 rebounds. Okay. 2017, 28 and 11. Okay. 2018, 20, 26 points a game, 12 boards a game. Okay. okay? Since then, he's got, all right, he's gone 26 and 9. In mm-hmm. 2019, 2020, the year they won, 2020 was the year they won the bubble championship, right? Yep. He went 22 and eight. Okay. Here's, here's, a, here's a decline. Last year, he, 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 he improved. He went 23 and 9.8, so 10 rebounds. And then this year, he is at 23 and 10. So in his prime, he is five points less. Mm-hmm. And if you were just take a sample size of 2016 to 2019, he is scoring five points less. Mm, okay. And I mean, he's just about, he's just about the same. He's, he's a little under the rebounds, but to me, a guy of his caliber of his talent should be able to give me 27 and, and, and 27 and 13. Okay. He should be able to give me 27 and 13. Okay. He, he had a game the other day when he got five rebounds. You mean you tell me a guy 6'10? Mm-hmm. A man 6'10 finished a game with five rebounds and you start. Yes. Russell Westbrook almost averages averages as much rebounds, almost as much rebounds as, as this guy does per game. Well, all right, I'll, I'll say this, okay, about uh Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is like I said, he is a good co-star second fiddle player. That's where he he really is. He's not the best player on a championship team. He's not. One, he does not take care of his body. Uh he's he has a bad back. And now I don't know, you know, whether it was an injury that has not gone away, but his back is in bad shape. Right. He's consistently you watch his play. He's hurt he's again. He's hurt again. He's consistently hunched over, grabbing his back, not moving like uh, you want him to move. Anthony Davis just simply is not a superstar player in this league. And he I isn't. thought I, I did it last year because last year he only played forty games. I and he, he vowed he, that he, he would, had fired. Yeah, yeah, he he had fired his strength coach and went with somebody else. Yeah, I think his body just is not able to hold up, and you see this in a lot of talented guys. That simply cannot maintain their physical, you know, appearance, or not physical appearance, but their physical conditioning. Uh, Anthony Davis uh, is not, like I said, he's not a superstar in this league. He's a very good player, not a superstar, okay. not a superstar in this league. That's one thing for the Lakers. Second thing, of course, is what brought Anthony Davis here was a pretty significant trade, which uh, shipped, you know, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Um, and, you know, key parts of their team to New Orleans. On top of that, the Russell Westbrook trade, which I think really broke um, the Lakers. You know, you lose Caldwell Pope and Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. You send them over to Washington for Russell Westbrook. And Westbrook, you know, he's a good player. 
he just isn't the kind of winning player that he used to be when right, he played but, at Oklahoma. But, but let's be let's be fair to Ross right now. Mm-hmm. Him coming off the bench, he ha- ha- has invigorated and brought new life mm-hmm. to him. He's playing better coming off the bench. Yep, he has. He has played better, but the team can't shoot. And Russell Westbrook right. is a is a bad perimeter shooter. You have a team that was built. Okay, I mean that that trio of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook. Neither of those guys are proficient shooting from the outside. And at this point, Westbrook doesn't play consistent defense. LeBron does not play consistent defense. Anthony Davis does, but is he available? Is he able to Mm -hmm. consistently perform on that end and give you what he needs to give you production-wise on the offensive end? I don't know if Anthony Davis is, is that guy anymore. Like I said, he's not a superstar. Westbrook is a declining star. LeBron, understandably, is declining as well. He's 38 years old. It's extremely difficult to play this game at a high level at 28, let alone 38. You know, he keeps his body in good physical shape, but you see it. A lot of soft tissue, a lot of soft tissue injuries, a lot of, you know, his body's worn down. Yeah, it just takes taxing on his body to consistently perform at a high level on a consistent basis. There's no way he can play 82 games. Okay. There's no way that he can probably give you 70 games maybe even 60. He has to be maintained, uh, maybe like the way the Clippers are maintaining Kawhi Leonard, who never seems to be available. Um, uh, so <laughs> we, need to, we need to have a, a separate conversation about Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like who, this, guy, this guy needs to give part of his salary back to the organization for not playing. Yeah, he simply is just never available. But for the Lakers uh, – Looking at the way this team is just playing, obviously they can't shoot. They're one of the worst offenses in, in the league. They are a middling defensive team. Um, what do you feel can happen to the Lakers in order to get them righted? Or is this team just is what it is and there's no saving them uh, for this season or next season? So, so, so before I even ask your question, there's something that – when you really look at it, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. Who has their who has their who has their first round pick for next season? That's that's going to be the Pelicans. The Pelicans. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers continue at this rate and the end Pelicans up with the most picks, are going to get Victor <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That is going to be problematic. Listen, if the Pelicans get the, you know what? Listen, the Pelicans will the Pelicans will be the best team in the West. Oh boy, I that's Rob. Crazy. Rob, think about it. You, 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 and it's funny because I'm sitting here just thinking, looking at their roster, and, and the reason why I said that is, if you were a team looking to rebuild, who would you want from the roster? There's no one on the roster. Yeah, this is one of the worst constructed right. rosters. Lakers it's a roster. bad roster. So the thing yeah. is, a team, so teams that are looking to rebuild, like for example, let's take a look at the Indiana Pacers. Correct? Mm-hmm. Indiana Pacers are wanting to rebuild. Yep. Right. And Indiana Pacers have realized we have a really good guard combination of players. Mm-hmm. They have been shopping Buddy Hield and Turner for the longest time. Yep. But if you're the GM of, uh, if, if you're the GM of Indiana and the Lakers proposed to you 
their two future picks in Russell Westbrook. That's not that's not a deal you want as part of your rebuild. Well, the two picks are enticing because they're far enough out to right. where you know LeBron is not going to be there. I mean, obviously Russell wouldn't be there, right. and Anthony but Davis still, likely wouldn't be there. That's still four years. That's still four years away. Mm-hmm. Right. That's still four years away. That means that Matherin and, and uh, your, your Halliburton. Guard, Halliburton, Halliburton will be what six, seven years in the league by the time mm-hmm. you, you're, you're able to cash in on that pick. Matherin will be already, and, and and he's having a really good rookie season. Yeah, he is. Uh, um, and, and you know, and you got the guy from Oregon that they drafted, Chris Dorte. Um, yeah, Dorte. Yeah. Um, those guys will be in year like six, you know, in year six by the time by the time your draft picks come. It's not enticing. The Lakers don't have anything enticing yeah, to offer to offer teams that, yeah. that would make teams want to trade with them. So again, looking at their roster, and if it's true that the Pelicans own their first round pick. They, it, no, no, it's true. The Pelicans yeah, own that the pick. is that is disastrous for this organization. Because even if you were to just tank the rest of the year, you can't even cash in on your tanking. The Lakers not only um, like tanking, like they literally, there's nothing that, that they can do. Like, I don't think they have to tank. They just have to play their, <laughs> they have to play their ball. And it's still going to be horrible because they can't, they can't shoot. So they're going to lose potentially 50 to 60 games this year. Right. Okay. And so with that, like, here's the thing, a team that was supposed to be taking the Utah jazz, they lead the West. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the thing is, again, going back to this team, listen, Rob Palenka deserves a, 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 a brunt of the blame because he is the guy who constructed this team. Right. Mm-hmm. And how, how you construct the team it doesn't have three-point shooting. Like, no one on that team you fear from the three-point line, right? And so you got an aging LeBron James. You have a, I'm always injured, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You have you have a, a, a Russell Westbrook, who now is being called Russell West Bench because he comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skip Bells gave him that name, Russell West Bench, which... Skip Bells, he needs to stop disrespecting the guy. Call the guy by his name, Westbrook, okay? That's his name. Um, but, you know, you have him. Really, the only guy of value a team would be willing to trade with would be um, Anthony Davis. But, again, a team trading for Anthony Davis would want some insurance because he's always hurt, injured. Mm-hmm. So, so a team who would want Anthony Davis would also want those picks, too as insurance, because if this guy comes here and he's hurt. So again, the Lakers are in a position where I don't think they'll be able to find teams that are willing to take on any of the players they have. No one is attractive to anyone else in in, in, order to think about it. People, people, people would have loved a LeBron James from six years ago. A 32 year old LeBron James is more Mm -hmm. attractive than a 38 year old LeBron James, right? LeBron James can't defend like he used to. Um, you know, he has to rely on his physical strength to get by and score baskets. So, again, looking at this roster, looking at what they gave up, 
this shows you, you know, you listen, that bubble championship is going to be the only championship that, they, that, that, that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. They may need to look at tearing this team apart and tearing it up now. But because what do you get in return for tearing up a team? What is a team going to give you a value for Russell Westbrook? Probably not much. Okay. Right. Well, what is a team going to give you a value? A team is not giving you a first round pick, uh, a first no. round pick in any year for no. Russell Westbrook. What is a team going to give you a value for LeBron James at 38? Right. They're going to want you to give them picks if they're going to take LeBron James. Yeah, they're going to want. They're going to want something in whoever trades for a player of LeBron's caliber. I don't see them being good enough to win. You know, Anthony Davis is the only guy that I can see pulling back picks. Okay, because he's a talent. He's exceptional talent. He's young enough that you feel that you can get some good years out of him. And that's it. Can you? That's a, that, well. That's 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 the question. You know, like you like you said, the Pelicans own. You know, have swap rights over the next draft pick, twenty twenty three. They have swap rights, so like you said, the Pelicans could eventually end up with Victor Wimbayama. Oh my goodness! Could you imagine Zion Wimbayama Ingram? Man, CJ. Oh God. Oh Lord. Listen. First of all. Who are you stopping? They are like, I mean, we're just thinking about it, okay? Right. Just thinking about it. You have Zion at center, Wumbayama at power, Brandon Ingram at the three. Who's getting rebounds? Or you have Herb Jones, if you want, at the two, who he's like six, eight, six, nine. Right. And then you have. Again, who's getting rebounds, Rob? Rob. Who in the league is going to be able to out-rebound this team? Zion Williamson is tenacious on the glass. Yeah. That's going to be... Even though, it's, oh, now, my goodness. if Victor Wambayama can shoot like he you know, displayed, they will have spacing. I just think it's extremely scary to think that if that were to go the way of the Pelicans, I don't see how the Pelicans are not in the Western Conference Finals at least next year. Right. That yeah, yeah, I mean, I never thought about that. Again, because I'm sitting here looking. Here's the thing: I've been I'm looking at, at the Lakers, and I'm like, shame on Rob Palenka for, like, he, I, I don't know who advised him, but I'm pretty sure if Kobe Bryant was still alive, Kobe Bryant would not have a. If Kobe Bryant was advising him. Hmm. There's some players on the Lakers roster that would not be there. Name one that would not be there. Um, I think he, I think he would have made the move to trade Westbrook right at the end of the season. Kobe, Kobe would have advised him make that move happen. They I don't on. think they would have traded for Westbrook because that was, I think Probably, like Le- yeah. Le- LeBron wanted it, but LeBron, you know, he's shown that he doesn't have the patience for young guys will jettison young guys away for, um, you know, for who he feels are more reliable veterans. But Westbrook, it was, you know, think about it. This was in response to what Brooklyn was doing with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. 
Because but at, at that point they still had their big three intact, and LeBron won his own big three. Just that his yep. big three basically has been terrible. They have made the team worse. And like you said, so if they would have had the pick, okay, that is Victor Wimbayama, and they lose it because of the Anthony Davis trade. Mm. That's going to be a hard pill to swallow. And, I, yeah, I can see New Orleans being a Western Conference finalist uh, next season if that were to take place. But, yeah, I, do, do you feel – who do you think is most to blame for the state the Lakers are in right now? I have to, I have to put a honus of the blame, even though he gets blamed a lot for a lot of stuff. But I got to put on LeBron James because this, this is what LeBron wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he and wanted so- you know Westbrook and – because honestly, Rob, you can't. We can sit here and say LeBron James would have been better off with Brandon Ingram, Hart, and those guys than than what he has right now. Because mm-hmm. those guys have developed and they're very good players now. Yeah, they are very good. Yeah, and, and and honestly, we we can say that LeBron James' patience is why his team is where it is right now. Because had he allowed the guys to develop, because Brandon Ingram right now, you can argue, is is a baby KD. You can yeah. see the baby version of KD. In, in, in terms mm-hmm. of, I'm, I'm not saying all around, but offensive prowess, he's a baby KD. He's tall, he's long, he's thin. Mm-hmm. He, can shoot, he can shoot over the top of people. Um, And listen, the Pelicans... <laughs> We were saying that they needed to trade. Uh, I, I like what they did with, with Zion's contract. He has a weight mm-hmm. clause in there. Mm-hmm. I, I like that they did that. Um, but listen, they're a scary team, and they cashed in uh, on, on the Lakers. And, and <laughs> I'm telling you, the Lakers end up giving them the most ping pong balls. But 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 again, here's a question: If you're if you're the Pelicans, let's just let's just hypothetically say, let's just project let's just say the lakers end up with the worst record in the league yep the 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 balls bounce and we find out that the new orleans pelicans have the first pick in the draft mm-hmm. if you're new orleans do you say look we got a lot of talent already we can get this guy and have more talent or we can trade down and have someone give us a boatload where we build the most affordable. We have a bench that, that rivals other teams starting five with our yeah. existing starting five. I'm sure that they would get huge trade packages for yeah. um, that pick because everybody, you know, after that display that they showed, I think that was in October or September. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, I mean, I would say at least half the league probably look the same to get Victor uh, Wimbayama. So mm-hmm. to me, so to me, it's worth considering if they get that pick that they would trade. But we're talking about the Lakers and how dire their situation is. My Here's my concern, mm-hmm. okay, for the Lakers. LeBron's 38, Russell Westbrook's about 33, 34. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're obviously on the on the decline, you know, when it comes physically. 
Anthony Davis has been in decline physically, even though, you know, like you mentioned earlier, he is still of the age where you would consider that he would be in his prime. Right. He just is not able to hold up um, his body. Uh, is L.A. an attractive situation? Because next year when there are available free agents. Anthony Davis Lakers, turns 30 in March. Yeah, okay. So are there available free agents that are going to want to deal with an aging roster that really is not going to be able to bring back any kind of value? You know, if you get rid of Westbrook's contract, it gives him some some cap space, but not enough, I believe, to sign a, you know, a max player. So... What does that do? What does that do to the Lakers going forward? You can't, you know, they don't want to trade the 27 to 2027 and 2029 first round pick. Obviously. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't own any of your picks pretty much in between that because you mortgage the future to try to be contender and it's not working out. So is there a road or a tunnel to success or does this team need to be blown up? This team needs to be blown up because okay. they are going to need to be like the Spurs are. Well, the, the, his thing, the, the Spurs have picks. They don't have picks. Exactly. Yeah. That's so the issue. They, they're going to have to blow it up. They're going to have to yeah. blow it up. And we could be saying the words that the Los Angeles Lakers would not be a good team for a few years. It's, it, it, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's going to take them a few years to be to, to, to be back. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone, because think about it. And, and then again, what does that do for the Los Angeles market? Because, like we like 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 we always say, there are certain markets that need to have contending teams, teams that are yeah that are viable, and that's a market. That's one of those, you know, that's one of those places that needs that market. So, you know, what happens? What happens to that team? And so mm-hmm. again, I think what they need to do, if I'm Rob Polinka right now, admit that I. F this up. And I think right now what they should do, I think what they should do before the trade deadline is trade Anthony Davis and and whatever you get back in return has to have draft picks in it. It needs to have draft picks. So give me a scenario that you can foresee in which you trade for Anthony Davis. Name me a team and a scenario. Like, well, not scenario, but a potential trade package that would do you feel for the Lakers would make sense with Anthony Davis? Okay, so so there was rumors that the Bulls wanted him. I don't think the Bulls want him anymore because the Bulls have a very because the Bulls don't want to break up um, DeRozan and um, uh, what's the other guy on that team? Zach Levine. Levine, high flyer, high flyer, Zach Levine. <clears throat> Okay. Um, that's what happens when you get in the 40s. You know, you start forgetting getting names. Oh, um, but um, a team that they can trade with, which can possibly give them some good, decent picks, is Detroit Pistons. The Pistons but have if you're picks. the Pistons, why would I want Anthony Davis? I'm not ready to win now. I know that. Right. Why would I not just try to tank this year? And potentially get Victor one by Yama myself. Well, 
what I would do if I was Detroit is not is is not include this year's first round pick. Oh heck no. There's no way the Lakers <laughs> are giving up Anthony Davis and not wanting to get a shot or a crack at Victor Wimbayam. Like that's True. The, see, that's the issue. If right? indeed the Lakers want picks, nobody is gonna want a deal for Anthony Davis. They're, they're gonna want to get players for players. Nobody's gonna want to mortgage no, their future. Rob, Rob, I don't think no one here's the thing. This is this is what I feel feel is a certain is a certainty. I there there are teams that will there are teams that want Anthony Davis. They're just not going to trade their first round pick in the upcoming draft for him because of so, a n- name not one. only I I can see Chicago desiring to have Anthony Davis. I agree. Okay. I can see them now. But they're not, um, not going to include. They're not going to include a. Well, they can. Well, remember a lot of their picks. Are still the old the magic draft picks for the the Nikola Vucevic uh, trade. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know if I don't know if a first round picks because it'll likely be somebody like Levine that gets sent over there, um, you know, to make the salaries work. But I just don't think the Chicago Bulls would want to part with a first-round pick knowing you're trading for a guy who likely is going to miss 20 games a season. Okay, at Rob, best. Rob, at this rate, this guy's missing 30 games a year at this, in the wow. last few years. Yeah, so it's, it's extremely difficult for me because, yeah, Anthony Davis is the most attractive trade piece. However... How attractive is he when he can't stay healthy? Right. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Yeah. So I, I right now I think the Lakers are in certain certainly in disaster mode. It's going to be difficult for them to win or be contenders. I think in, in the near future. All right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be yeah. right back to talk about our last team, the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Go. And we are back. Now, the last team we're talking about are the Brooklyn Nets, the team that everyone thought would be winning the title last season and didn't even win a game in the playoffs. We got anti-Semitic tropes, anti-Semitic documentaries, COVID-19 vaccine mandates, injuries, coaching that have gotten in the way of the Brooklyn Nets becoming one of the elite teams in the league. They are currently, okay, as of the time of this recording, six and seven. Um, they've, they've played better. Obviously, the big story this year has been the firing of Steve Nash uh, as head coach and the suspension of Kyrie Irving for his promotion of an anti-Semitic documentary uh, that is – on Amazon and able to either rent or purchase on Amazon. And by the way, I would, one thing I would say is that this uh, documentary, even though it was released in 2018 is the highest, I think is the highest price documentary in Amazon's library. It's 50 bucks to purchase this documentary. Everything else is 20 bucks, 18 bucks. Amazon is making money off this. They're taking advantage of a situation. It It went up. 
It went yeah. up because it was it was actually twenty dollars. Um, and then since this thing, they raised it's it fifty bucks to buy yep. this um, documentary, which is absolutely ridiculous. That Amazon is now profiting all the popularity of this uh, documentary instead of, you know, potentially taking this thing down because of how damaging the hate speech is in it, it basically is saying we're going to cash in. Um, so, but nobody's holding Amazon to task. Nobody's suspending Amazon. Nobody's boycotting Amazon. However, Kyrie Irving should be disciplined. Uh, you know, making the list, you know, when you think about it, that list is more so to kind of, dominate him almost embarrass him make him feel like he needs to grovel his way back to brooklyn but we're not even going to get into that part we really want to talk about the fact that brooklyn has not reached expectations the nets after the trades i mean after the um arrival of kd and Kyrie, one did not you know win a play a postseason uh a postseason series that first year, Durant was hurt. That was a bubble year. They lost in the first round to Toronto. Next year was the year that I think things got away. They hired Steve Nash, uh, which, you know, as a Nets fan, I did not like the move at all. You get rid of Kenny Atkinson, who is a good coach, and you replace him with somebody who's never coached on any level. And even though he did not coach on any level, the team played well to start. Okay, they played well to start. They made the um, second round of the, of the playoffs, and injuries knocked out Harden and knocked out Kyrie Irving, and eventually they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, who went on to win the championship. Last year was a headache. Harden quit on the team. Uh, Kyrie Irving did not get vaccinated, costing Hawaii what I felt was a championship-contending team. Um, his desire to whatever you want to say, fight the mandate, state that it wasn't fair. Basically, he did not want to do what all his teammates and coaches decided that they wanted to do for the good of the team. Um, and it cost them dearly. As Harden quits on the team and gets traded, and they currently have Ben Simmons in exchange for Harden. I don't, like I said, I, I can't talk about Ben Simmons at this point, as a viable contributor to Brooklyn. Um, this has just been a mistake. Errors on players' level and in management. Like I said, getting a guy like Kim, like uh, Steve Nash, uh, not really putting your foot down in terms of setting boundaries and standards for your players is what has Brooklyn in this state right now, where you have a suspended star, you have one star who's available but has already requested that he be traded during the summer. Uh, Brooklyn is a hot mess. And just like the Lakers, they don't have control over their picks. This year's pick is a swap. Um, they haven't been swapped yet in the, you know, in this trade, I guess, for James Harden. They have so many picks that they have to swap. I don't think that I think they have to 2026. If I'm not mistaken, is when they get back control over the draft picks, 2026 or 27. If I'm not mistaken, it's going to be extremely problematic for the Brooklyn Nets to kind of get back if they want to tear this thing down because, you know, they're kind of stuck having to compete because they don't have the assets 
to rebuild that team, i.e. draft picks. But unlike the Lakers, they have stars who are still, uh, you know, performing. They have role players who are still performing. Their issue, obviously, Kyrie Irving and to a lesser extent, Ben Simmons. What are your thoughts on, on Brooklyn and how they've been unable to meet expectations? So <laughs> I remember I said this uh, when, when, when KD um, had, I guess, Florida were coming to the New York Knicks and then decided he was going to go to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. that, that I wish that they don't win a championship. And I, you remember I said that I said that you were like, what, man, (laughs) on paper. Yeah. You know, on paper, you would say in the next four years that this team should win at least two of them. Yeah. Right. Uh At least two of the championships. Right. And so fast forward and that has not been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I thank God for giving me the wisdom of foreshadowing that. <laughs> but listen, if I'm Sean Marks, what he did, he did what was as a general manager at the time, you know, he did what any smart general manager would do, build a team. On paper, you looked on paper, this team was a championship contending team yeah the issue that i think people need to realize is kyrie irving without lebron james has not been a good player for uh, i'm not talking about his basketball play i'm Mm -hmm. talking about his leadership Mm -hmm. remove him from well he's not a leader right but the thing is if if you were to take take away the years he played with lebron james Take those years out and just look at the years when either he was leading guy or he was a co-star to someone else other than LeBron James. Playing wise, he's still a top 10 talent. Mm -hmm. Team wise, he is a chemistry killer. And I think that also translates to his play on the court. It's too much and one mixtape. One on one, I break you down with a dribble. Not enough ball movement. A guy of his caliber, why in the world does he not average seven to eight assists a game? Well, he should lead the league good, in assists. He should. As great as he is with, with, with the handle, as right. great as he is getting to the rim and finishing, he should attract so much attention that he would lead the league in assists, and he doesn't do it because his game is about Kyrie. Ky- everything about Kyrie. And to me, the biggest culprit, the biggest reason for the Nets' struggles and inability to reach that potential is Kyrie Irving. He is a uh, think about I it. Mean, Boston went terrible. further without him. Yes, Boston went further without him. Teams do better without him. He gets on the team. If he misses significant time due to injury or suspension, the team usually plays better. And it's been it happened in Boston, it happened in Cleveland, and it happened in Brooklyn. When that is the case, that speaks to who you are as a player and as a leader. And he lacks leadership. He's not a leader. He's not someone that guys can follow. He does not set a good example. I just think that Kyrie Irving's selfishness, you know, i.e. leaving the team because of the riots at the Capitol, okay? He was disturbed by the riots at the Capitol, so he, <laughs> so he stopped working. 
Okay. Like this is all about Kyrie Irving. And that's how it's been. And part of it, Kevin Durant has to eat part of it too. Because I feel if Kevin Durant has put his foot down and told him, hey, listen, like we came here for a reason. We can't fulfill that purpose if you are consistently finding ways not to play. True. Okay. As a friend, which they say they are, as a teammate, you got to be able to come to your guy and say, listen, man, I came here to play with you and to win a title with you. You need to be available and you need to be ready to be a contributor to our team. Okay. And nobody has seemed to have that conversation with them. Nobody has seemed to consistently hold them accountable. I applaud the Nets um, during the summer when they refused to give him or extend him on a long-term deal. He's not deserving of a long-term deal. He's deserving of a lot of money, but not on a long-term basis. He is not trustworthy, meaning he's not worthy of your trust. He's not worthy of the trust of management. He's not worthy of the trust of his teammates. He just is not somebody who's dependable. And like they say, like the best ability is availability. You've got to be available. You've got to be able to contribute on a consistent basis for your team. It's just too much me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. Too much I'm focused on, oh, I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to learn. Well, you can learn, but you got to be respectful about what you find out. And that's it. You know, we, we had the conversation last week. If you're going to post something on, on your Twitter, which is seen by millions of people, then you have to put context to what you are tweeting. And Kyrie's, Kyrie Irving's desire to just be, quote unquote, someone who is suffering for the cause. I mean, I, I've never seen him suffering for the cause. His just lack of leadership and his inability to, I think, adjust his game because I, if you're looking at Brooklyn play lately there's a lot more passing going on because guys are moving the ball Kyrie is a ball stopper and I'm just disappointed in the fact that you know I can't blame it all 100% on Kyrie James Harden owns some of that as well he quit on the team uh, he decided to just run to Philly and now he's injured but he quit on the team. Again, Steve Nash was not a good hire. Um, I just think that there's been a number of mistakes, a number of reasons why the Nets have not achieved that level that they thought they would when they got together. I, I agree. I think, you know, it's been, it's, it's been a very disappointing year for them. But the thing is, I think, you know, we're still early in the year. I still think there's time to turn it around. There's 82 they games do. in the season. They do. There's 82 games in the season. I have more promise on the Nets than I do the Lakers. I don't think, I don't oh, think yeah. there's anything. I don't think you, Lakers have played. Lakers are two and ten, worst team mm -hmm. in the NBA. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's so hard for me to say this. The Sacramento Kings are actually more enjoyable to watch yeah, than the Los Angeles Lakers. It's a terrible offense. It's a terrible sad. offense. Their offense is boring. There's yeah. no shooting. It's all clumped up in the middle. Oh man, it's just yeah. horrible. It's horrible to watch. Mm -hmm. So. But, but like, you know, being that, you know, the Nets, there's plenty of time to turn it around. Mm -hmm. I, th I think for me, I look at the, I look at the league in stages. I look, you know, for me, I, I look at a team's first 30 games. We're what, okay. like 12, 13 games in. Yeah, just about. You're right. You know, some teams are playing below the line. Some teams are playing lights out like Utah. Like I think Utah is 
outplaying what I thought Utah was capable of doing this year. Now, Utah has a lot of assets. They're willing to trade. They got a boatload of picks mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, I think the Nets, though, here's the thing. So it, it's already been made that Kyrie would not play Sunday when the Lakers and the Nets play. Yep. So that will be officially, what, game five? Of that's game season. six. Today's game, game six. Today's game was game five. So that's why game they had five. to make... That's why they had to make the announcement that he wasn't playing because that right. today's game so was again, the end. So what's the plan? Are they going to try to shop him? Because I don't think anyone wants, especially yeah. with what happened. No one's, no one's going to want to take him on. Yeah, no, he has, he, he has basically, he has no trade value. So, so, so and granted now the Nets are, are, are winning, but you know, long Here's the thing. It says a lot about Kevin Durant if he doesn't say anything about his boy. If that guy is truly your friend and the organization is making him sit out games without pay, correct? Yeah, without pay. Mm -hmm. And and again, what do they want him to do? Listen, the the commissioner met with him and said he is not anti-Semitic. Yeah. Joe Seidman, he is okay. What else do you want him to do? Do you want him to go meet with Jewish leaders and kiss their feet? Do you want him to think, wash? Listen, I think Brooklyn wants to wash want their feet, wants, wants to wash their hands of Kyrie Irving, but they realize they cannot find anything remotely that of value in right, the market. Right. So you okay. have to, so yes, he, he has to come back and play. Right. So, yeah, but the, but to me, they're making him miss a sixth game without pay. Mm-hmm. Even after the commissioner met with the guy, the commissioner went on TV and said he is not anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. The commissioner is a Jewish man. Yeah, Adam Silver is Jewish. Yeah, okay? he met with him and said he is not. An- so, but I'm asking the Nets organization if you feel that right now in the locker room there's people, people are happier there. You know, they're excited, you know, they're because let's not kid ourselves. The Brooklyn Nets have won three games in a row now, right? Um, Three? It's been three games in a row? Well, it's four of the last five. They were two and six. Right. And now they're six and seven. Right. So So, four of your last five, mm -hmm. they're starting to play like the Brooklyn Nets that we suspect. They they still have a good roster. Seth Curry is healthy now. Um. You know, we have yet to see uh, uh, T.J. Warren yet. No, T.J. Warren has not played yet. So hopefully yeah, he can provide so, some punch. Right. So, again, so are the Nets, are the Nets saying we're just going to sit him for the rest of the year and he's not going to play? Like, I what don't else, think that happens. What else do they want the man to do? That's a good question. That's a good question. Did he want him to, did, did he want him to cut his hair and he washed the feet of the Jews that he no. insulted? Like, no. what is it? Like, what else? I, I think eventually he'll come back. I don't think he's going to come back for another couple games. I don't think he, he I, I don't think. Okay. He, now, Rob, here's the question I want to ask you. Do you think that's fair? No, you it's not. Fair to him? It's not. But um, I think with the way the team is playing, the chemistry that's being built right now, his arrival or his return 
potentially just, you know, muddies the waters and can disrupt some good chemistry and some good vibes they haven't had all season. So do you go to him and say, we want you to, we want you to announce your retirement and we'll just cut you a check for the rest of the year? No, you can't force him to retire. But I don't think, I think the Nets may bring him back. Okay, they, so here's how the, Lakers, the Nets schedule is. They play the Lakers tomorrow. Then be- they play on Tuesday. They play against Sacramento. Okay, so you're going to be above 500 by that point. What else? Okay, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. And then they play, they play Thursday at Portland. That's the end of the, at the, um, that's the end of their road trip. Okay. Okay. Now, all three wins. That, all three okay. wins. Uh huh. So, so, yeah, all three winnable games. Yeah. Um, after that, they come home and play against the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. That's a, with, that's a loss. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a bad matchup for the Brooklyn with Kyrie, Nets. without Kyrie, that's a loss. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see what happens, but I'm thinking maybe the Memphis game. Maybe that's the game where he where he rejoins the team. But yeah, no, it it is unfair. But you know, and I agree that the list and all that was unfair. But the reason why that was even in place was because of the constant distraction that he's been. I think the Nets needed a way to put him to separate him from the team for a designated period of time. And, you know, they had to put a number on suspension, but they had no intention of making it just a five-game suspension. I think from the jump, they wanted to make sure that he spent some significant time away and that, you know, he, they hurt his pockets more, you know, because they, you know, I think as, as a franchise, the organization, the Brooklyn Nets, are sick and tired of dealing with Kyrie. And basically what they're trying to do now is – hold their nose long enough to get through this season so that they can eradicate themselves of, of the Kyrie Irving experiment. Like Kyrie can't come back. He has burned the bridge right. with Brooklyn. He's he not cannot come sign. back in yeah, he cannot come back. If I'm Brooklyn, I will say, listen, if you want your four year, whatever, you know, deal, we'll give it to you as long as it's part of a sign and trade. There's no way that Brooklyn's going to commit the years. And honestly, I don't think there's any team in the league that's going to commit the, a four-year deal to him. Um, likely a one-year deal or a two-year deal that's like a, a one-in-one. I, I don't think he'll get a two-year. I don't think a team – He shouldn't. He shouldn't get a two-year. Yeah, because, he simply isn't trustworthy enough. we just go by the body of work of the last four years. Yeah, he's not trustworthy. You can go back he's, to the body of work of the last six years. He's missed yeah. more games than he's actually played. Yeah. And Brooklyn's record is a little better when he doesn't play as opposed to when he does play. Yeah. That so. speaks volumes to how, you know, when it comes to chemistry, he's not a good chemistry builder and he's not a trustworthy individual. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn has a chance, but I'm thinking that if things don't work out this season, they could potentially blow it up. And that would be a team that is going to lose a lot of games and have nothing to show for it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm just, uh, you know, hopeful that the disaster period in, in Brooklyn can be alleviated if Kyrie just comes in, tries to reestablish himself as a leader or an important player on this team, 
and helps Brooklyn become the best they can be. And I hope Ben Simmons remembers how to play basketball here in the next, you know, next five, six games. So any other thoughts on Brooklyn before we go to our picks for the week? Uh no, I'm I'm done okay. with Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with Brooklyn too. So we'll talk we talked about, about them after thirty games. Yeah, there's plenty of time to talk about Brooklyn. Now, uh, let's go. Let's go to our picks. Okay, um, week ten, our week ten picks. Uh, I went nine and four last week. You went eight and five. So I extended my lead by one game on you. Uh, so let's go into our picks. First pick, of course, Falcons and Panthers. We apologize if you had to watch that game. That was a that was a boring game. Boring. Um, the Panthers won 25 to 15. So you picked it, you picked the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And so did I. Um, and the ends. And we both lost that one. Next, Texans and the Giants. I'm a Giants fan. I like how the Giants have played. Texans are a bad team. I'm picking the Giants to win that game. John, what's your score for the Giants I game against Texans? Giants by two. Okay. Viking, sorry. Um, in in Germany, not London, Germany tomorrow, 9.30 a.m., Buccaneers and the Seahawks. Who wins this international matchup? I got the Seahawks winning. Okay. Um, this is one of those games that you got to have to throw out, like, common sense because it's in a different – Atmosphere, things are out of whack. Your schedule is thrown off. I think that will favor the more veteran team, and I'm going to pick the Buccaneers to win against Seattle. Okay. Um, Vikings in the Bills. Josh Allen is injured, potentially may not play tomorrow. John, who wins when the Bills and the Vikings come together? Josh Allen will play tomorrow. Bills by seven. I have the Vikings by seven in that game. Um, I think Vikings really? are a team. Yes, but I, I have the Vikings by seven. I have the Vikings winning against the Bills um, mm-hmm. tomorrow. I think Josh Allen's going to be compromised. I think they'll create some turnovers. And I think I, I see Minnesota taking advantage of that injury to beat the Bills. Bears-Lions. John, you are a resident Bears fan. How does that game play out? I got the Bears winning by two. I got the Bears right. winning that game too. Um, Lions are not a good team. They're gonna they blow leads. They don't play. They're not playing well. Um, Bears winning that game. Broncos and the Titans. I had the Titans winning that game by multiple scores. John, do you agree with me? So, so do I. Uh, Tannehill is coming back. I got the mm-hmm. I got the Titans winning. Right? Jags. I, I, uh-huh. I, I have no faith. In, I have no faith in Russell Wilson. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jags and the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs up and winning by multiple scores. Jonathan, I got, do you got the Jags right? winning by one. Uh, total, total joke. That's I, what I, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs by seven. Okay. Dolphins, Browns. I like the Dolphins. Listen, I, I just like the Dolphins offense. The Dolphins by okay. 10. All right. Saints and Steelers. This one was kind of tough um, because we know that Tomlin this year is going to have his first losing season mm-hmm. in a long time. And so I decided to go with the Saints. Saints by three. 
Okay, I agree. Saints in in, in a close game. Raiders and the Colts, the fighting Jeff Saturdays. (laughs) I got Jeff Saturday (laughs) winning. I got the Colts by two. Okay, I got the Raiders winning. I don't think the Colts are going to be winning many games for the rest of the season. Cowboys and Packers. What happens in that Uh, game? If I if I get this game wrong, I'm gonna vote against this team for the rest of the season. I got the <laughs> Cowboys. I got the Cowboys by eight. Yep, I got the Cowboys winning that game. Uh Cardinals and the Rams. Rams struggling. Cardinals not much better. For some reason I don't know why, but I got the Rams squeaking this out by four. I got the Cardinals winning this game by a score. Uh Rams have just been Bad, bad shape. I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to continue uh, to kind of uh, keep it afloat. I think this is where it's all sorts of breakdown. Uh, Niners, Chargers. What happens in the battle oh, of the California teams? I'm not voting against the Niners for the rest of the year. Niners okay. by 10. I agree. I, I got the Niners. And lastly, uh, Monday Night Football, Eagles, Commanders. I think this is going to be an exciting game. It's going to be a close game. I think closer than a lot of people think. Yep. Uh, but I got the Eagles winning. I have the Eagles winning by 15. I agree. I agree. I got the Eagles winning by, um, I would say, I, I, I can say double digits, but um, I see them kind of squeaking one out at the end. Um, so uh, definitely, I think, you know, we'll see what happens when the picks come in and the games are played tomorrow. i uh, looking forward to getting – the you know extending my lead uh john any final words for the uh for our audience with his shots. He's, he's it's not a now. shot i just um, I've, I've, I've been winning all season hey you know rob's winning all season i had a couple of stumbles but it's okay we will always come back we always come back mm-hmm. um, okay. you know today's topics are really good we talked about some teams that are, you know, in scary situations. LA, if you're looking to hire somebody, I'm available. Um, <laughs> I, I work from home. I work from home. So so I don't mind flying to LA once a month to meet with, you know, to have like in, an in-person meeting. But I am available. I can help you guys get out of this. No, it's please. Gonna take, it, it, listen, it's going to take, it's going to take me four years. Four years to get this shit back. But if you're willing to allow me the opportunity to do it, um, my, my information is available in the podcast. Oh, wow. There's no way they're going to call you. But Give me a call. but you guys can hit us up. You guys can hit us up in our Facebook group, uh, uh, Brothers Ball and Sports. Uh, that is a Facebook group. We have conversations about sports. We talk, you know, we post things about sports. We really are engaged with the, uh, the fan base. Uh, also, uh, you can email us bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com, bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com, and on Instagram at brothersballin podcast. Guys, we are trucking through the NFL season. We are glad to be uh, delivering the good topics, good debates on sports topics. Remember, Set your fantasy lineups. Don't lose games because you are playing a guy who's injured or on by. Be a good brother. Be a good sister. See you later. <laughs>